When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Thursday. You're listening to the uh, AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on right now. You throw down $5 on an NBA game, and if your team hits, you get $150 in free plays. That simple, that easy, make it happen. All right, joined by John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke. All right, if you were smart, you were listening to us on the post game last night, so we're coming to you again. But there's a lot, too, I think, that's still to unpack from that uh, from this game. And uh, first and foremost, John Schuster, was the fact that we're going to get to the officiating again, but Arizona 100% kicked itself in the or kicked itself in the foot? That's like kicked itself because nobody wants to shoot themselves in the foot. Yes. That, that hurts a lot longer. Yes, yes, they shot themselves in yeah, the foot. Uh, and yeah. kicked themselves all at the same time, and that really hurts your foot. Yes, yes, that does hurt your foot. So... Be that as it may, we're going to start out there. This, and you and I were texting a little bit back and forth, this was the first time that Arizona, like in a game, at least early on, looked like, oh crap, this team's really physical and they're strong. I mean, that that to me was the first time that you really saw that, and it certainly uh, exemplified itself in the first 10 minutes of the game with the nine turnovers where Tennessee essentially just ripped the ball out of Arizona's hands right. this time. And I think that's, you know, I don't know how many teams are going to be capable of doing this, but there are some out there. Mm. And that's going to be a problem for Arizona unless it gets it addressed. Right. Which is why last night's game, I think, has, there's reason to believe that that can be a nice learning experience. Mm -hmm. You now understand coming out of the gate that, you know... I'm annoyed by the phrase because we've heard the phrase for the entirety of the Lute Olsen era. There's a target on your chest. Mm-hmm. There's a target on your back. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole thing, you know. Got to get up for every game. But, but there's perhaps unfortunately some truth to that. Right. Uh, and now Arizona kind of learns that. They were off the radar for a while. Uh, their meteoric rise has gotten a lot of attention. Tennessee comes out, you know, trying to put them in their place. And over the course of the first 10 minutes and ultimately with the end result... They were successful in doing so. So hopefully Arizona understands from game to game what is required of them uh, and what is necessary in regards to playing up to the level of physicality that some teams are going to be capable of bringing to them. With the physicality part, let's start in the front court and then move to the back court. Um, Christian Coloco has obviously made uh, immense strides this year. There's no doubt about that. Azulis Tabellas has been one of Arizona's best players. But this was a game where both of them looked kind of out of their element. Pretty much the entire game. I think the perimeter guys kind of settled down in the second half, obviously. But the big man looked certainly, especially to Bellis. He just, I mean, he's committing dumb fouls. He just, he didn't look right out there. You're absolutely correct. Tabellis was 
com- he was terrible. appeared completely lost. Yes. And as much as Coloco, because of his physicality and again, meteoric rise, has gotten so much uh, publicity, for when Coloco appears to regress a little bit, mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, what's going on with Christian Coloco? Are we going to get the whole Christian Coloco thing again that we've had in the past? Tabellus was a much bigger right. issue in this right. matchup. And uh, is it Fulkerson? I'm drawing a yes, blank yes, since we yes. did that last right. night. Uh, the difference between Fulkerson for Tennessee mm-hmm. and Tabellus for Arizona, they're the same player. Right. Uh, and, and one had an excellent game and was a difference maker for his team. The other was also a difference maker for his team in a negative way. Yes. This was, this was a... Tabellus looked out of his element, and, and and part of me wonders if he was almost under the weather. He he, he looked just, he just kind looked of overwhelmed, lethargic, like... and uh, but you know if it's hey, you got to be better. Yeah. And as dumb as it is to say that sometimes, right. uh, there's there's and, there there's truth to it. And, and it and, felt like too. And again, we're gonna get to bashing the referees here shortly, so <laughs> hang hang tight. Um, <laughs> but every time it seemed that Arizona like either tied the game or got right back in it, there was something stupid that happened that still didn't have anything to do with the refs. Whether that was a dumb turnover, like a missed layup, a terrible Kerr shot or a Kerr Kreese mm-hmm. shot that, you know, we we talked about it again. That was the, sh- that to me was kind of the, that was the last. Arizona's not winning this. That game. was the last javelin. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, that, that 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 was the last arrow in the quiver. You came down if that one goes down, you've got a shot, but you've got, such a better opportunity in that possession to get other looks with Tennessee on its heels anyway yeah. defensively and you didn't take you let that last opportunity to get away from you it was a five point swing there wasn't enough time to make it up and that was the difference. And, then, and that was, and that was the end and that was pretty much the deal right there so but Arizona absolutely has to figure out something they're doing with these slow starts though i mean you saw it against Cal Baptist when you got down 10 you should never be down 10 against Cal Baptist period um Again, when you can't go into Knoxville and play a good, not a great Tennessee team, but a solid Tennessee team. But they're a possible, they're, they're possible second weekend tournament. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. If they were in the Sweet 16, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody would be in the least bit surprised. But you can't go in there and you can't commit nine turnovers. And again, the thing that I think was so frustrating about these turnovers is these were turnovers, like these were weak turnovers that's it. too. Yeah. These were, give me that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's essentially what that was right there. These This wasn't, you know, something weird about how the ball's deflected off of, you know, somebody's shin and ends up somewhere else. These were just like, these were weightlifting turnovers right here. Yeah. And, and that I think that's the part of your Tommy Lloyd you got to be a little frustrated by. And it's interesting given that, what are we, two weeks removed from the Wyoming game where they mm-hmm. came out and made about 38 three-pointers, it felt like, right. and blew that game open from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's a trend Mm-hmm. In regards to slow starts, right? But over the course of the last three games, Arizona ha- and maybe four, Arizona hasn't uh, started out as well as it needs to. Uh, but maybe that's just uh, an element of consistency over the course of forty minutes, and something that will be addressed. We're in hope mode right now, and this is weird. I think there are reasons to believe at this stage through twelve games. We've seen enough of Arizona to realize that Arizona's good, mm-hmm. and Arizona's probably better than we thought, mm-hmm. and that Arizona is probably, while being better than we thought, a legitimate player on the national scene. I don't think coming into this year we expected that. Mm-hmm. So being at that point is good, and I think there, there were times even last night where they showed that as poorly as they performed, and the fact that they were still in that game is indicative, I think, that Arizona is a real threat on the national stage. But 
you know, we also don't know about Lloyd's ability to adjust. Mm -hmm. We don't know about consistency. We don't know if how well they can counterpunch now that teams have some understanding of what it is that Arizona wants to do and how to try to deal with it right. based on the talent on the other end. And those are things we're going to discover as this thing goes along. So last night's game, last night's game sucked. But it left a feeling of odd optimism. Oh, oh, very, very. Uh, I don't even think it's odd. I think we can get to that in just a second. Moving over on to the perimeter side, Ben Matherin is one of the best players in the country. It's it's, it's easy to say that at that point. Uh, that young man can do pretty much anything he wants out there on the basketball court. This is the uh, third time that Arizona's played a team that is either good or really good, and each time he has been hands down the best player on the court. So that's a guy that Arizona is going to be able to rely on all season. And that's immense. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's Arizona wants to be a team that scores with a bunch of different players and beat you from a, a bunch of different spots on the floor. Mm -hmm. Okay, we get that. Right. But sometimes it's also nice to have a guy who can carry you through rough spots. And Arizona went through a lot of rough spots last night. Uh, Matherin had, what, 14 of Arizona's 21 points in the mm -hmm. first half? Right. And still had more than half their points 30 minutes into the game? Yeah, right. So you've got you've got a bunch of other guys who are struggling with physicality. Matherin stepped his game up and kept Arizona close and gave him an opportunity to win. Mm -hmm. That's that's a great player to have. And I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure what Lloyd knew he had when he came into the program. Right. But I think he was pleasantly surprised about the potential of a lot of players and has tried to meld them into different ways uh, to make them a cohesive unit. It took Matherin about 10 days to figure out where he was and what he was. And I don't know if there were some conversations behind the scenes or whether he just kind of was a little late to the game and figured it out. But since he's figured it out, you're right. He's been pretty much... He's been about as good as anybody in the college game right now. Yeah. Now, do you think? Let me. Well, let me go. Let me. Let me ask you about Kirk Creesa. What's your opinion on him? I like him, but the <laughs> dude. Every, yes, that's exactly that's it. it. I, mean, I like him, but, but there's an inconsistency. He's he seems to be there. There. There really isn't a middle ground with right, him, no, is there? Really not. You know, it's kind of like, and and we've seen this now in a couple big games. In the first half, he's awful. In the second half, he's Kind of pretty good. Yeah, uh, and, and he even, wants the shot. And he wants the even, shot. Even which though we made fun immense. of that shot, yes. he want mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people we've seen this a lot. It's true. And this I've all and I've always believed this in basketball. You, it, it's kind of like when you're like when you're in war, you'll hear a lot of guys saying, "Oh, I'd do this, I do that." You don't know until the, you don't know until the bullets are live. Same thing with end of possession uh, situations, end of game situations in basketball. Basketball is unique in that regard, and that. I don't think you don't know until you're in that spot. You can. We'll give you an example right here. Uh, you and I have gone back and forth a million different times about LeBron James. But the one thing that you have clued me in on, even though I, even though I think he's obviously, we don't even need to get to that. LeBron does not want last second shots in the NBA Finals. He just doesn't. Now it took me a while to come to that, but LeBron can say every single post or pregame. You know, I want that last shot. No, you don't. No, you don't. Michael Jordan doesn't need to say that he wants the last shot. It's evident that he wants that last shot. Kobe Bryant, even though his percentages weren't good, wanted that last shot. Larry Bird, same thing. You just know it. You can't tell people. You can't fool it. Kirk Reese has that. And that is that's, that's that's big. Good. That is big. Uh, because and, and he's shown an ability to make those shots, mm -hmm. which is awful. Despite the terrible 
shooting decision that he made mm -hmm. uh, with about a minute or so left in the game uh, where he launched a really bad three-pointer. And there's a difference between controlled running and a frenetic pace that was out of control was a bad shot. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, uh, as a side, the guy's shown an ability to make those shots, and that's immense. Now if you can get some consistency out of him over the course of, uh, you know, where he doesn't completely disappear, right. then you feel, you, you know, better about what you have. He's a very good complementary player with an edge that Arizona needs. Right. And those and and those are good things. Hope you hopefully you can hone the other things around that. Right. Um, let's. All right. Here's the deal too. So one thing you don't need to hone things around is DraftKings. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Great deal going on. You throw down five dollars on an NBA game. If uh, your team wins, you get one hundred and fifty dollars in free plays. That simple. That easy. It's really not. It sounds too good to be true, but you know what? The good folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, they're about making you feel good. And you know what? If you do have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Arizona only, 21 and up. Again, gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right, let's talk some officiating right here. This was a game, I don't, you're going to come across games where there's just bad officiating. Yes. I, I, listen, and you know, our good, our, our very dear friend Kevin Woodman um, disagrees with us about Pac-12 officials. He says that every conference says that they're no different. They are different. Pac-12 officials are the worst of the Power Five conferences. They just are. Um, but Pac-12 officials, though, are generally just kind of, I mean, I'm sure there's some good ones, but they generally just kind of suck. The ones yesterday were different, though, for me. And that they wanted to be the game. Instead of making inept calls, which, all right, man, you're doing your best. Especially Tony Green. The uh, the one, um, he kept, every single time, there was a game, something that probably could have been let go because it really didn't impact the uh, the value of the play. He still calls it, right. and he's beyond demonstrative. Look at me. That, to me, is far worse then referees just calling a bad just game. Just having a bad game. Right. 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 Yeah. And and there were some the the technical foul against Teresa was key too. Mm -hmm. That's one of those situations in a tense game where you can walk over to the kid and say, even if you know, even if whether Crease is talking to Dalen Terry or whether he's doing the sarcastic thing where he makes sure he's he's pretending to talk to right, right, Dalen Terry, right. but really he's, right. he's, he's for he's, sure, for sure. He's shooting crap yeah. at the ref. Yeah, okay. All that aside, you can be in a you can be a better official and a better person in the moment, walk up to him and say, Okay, enough of that crap. Right. And that's enough. Right. Then you've taken it into your own hands, you've told him, you've mm -hmm. given him a warning. And then you can go back to the foul line and take it from there. Right. And and none of that happened. He was, he he took it personally, which referees sure they're human and it's not an easy job. You can't do that, mm -hmm. you know. And in and in key moments, you are not the focal point of this game. Right. Players right. are the focal point of this game. Nobody comes to a game to watch referees. Mm -hmm. We're annoyed when we notice them. Right. And a lot of the calls last night were not good. Right. And they didn't benefit Arizona. Now, a lot of that is Tennessee's physicality. A lot of that is that Tennessee got, got into places, set the tone early, and forced referees into a position where this is how one team is going to play or they're going to be able to, to make their mark. So as the game progressed a little bit, Tennessee maybe was allowed to get some of those calls because of their aggression in the first 10 minutes. But that still doesn't mean that calls are good. The calls weren't good. Right. And many of the key calls at key moments 
really hurt Arizona and put Arizona into some foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Now, there were also some bad fouls that Arizona had along the way, but there were some there, there, there were some calls that clearly hurt Arizona, and Wildcat fans are understandably frustrated right. that that occurred. But all of that said, the personal, you know, the it's about me and not about the players aspect of officiating is something that uh, was really detrimental and missing last night and and was unfortunate in the game. But Arizona, and this is always the situation, I, I, I get fans are pissed about bad officiating. I get it. And Arizona, it was the officiating was bad, and the officiating hurt Arizona more than it hurt Tennessee, I believe, mm-hmm. last night. But... Arizona did a hell of a lot of things to hurt themselves, too. Right. And, and those are the things that need to get cleaned up against physical teams that have good athletic personnel and players in the backcourt who can set the tempo of the game. For instance, Arizona has to rely on two things to get its running game going. It has to force turnovers, and it has to bleep and rebound. Mm-hmm. Arizona was a terrible Defensive rebounding team last night. Right. That's inexcusable. Especially when you're trying to get back in a game, you can't give a team a second shot opportunity. Arizona gave them a bunch of second shot opportunities. Why is that? Tennessee was more aggressive. Mm -hmm. They were faster. They got to the ball. Any 50-50 ball that was there, usually it was Tennessee that got to it. Um, In the backcourt, they were able to limit turnovers for the most part. And that negated Arizona's ability to run and be effective. Mm -hmm. There are going to be games like this, but there are things that you have to do that improve your opportunity to get back into the game, maybe ultimately get over the hump, and not being able to rebound particularly well on the defensive end, allowing as many offensive rebounds to Tennessee as you did, that's on you. That's not on the officials. All right. Let's, uh, one thing, though, that should be on, it is on you if you haven't taken advantage, <laughs> is the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. We've been shouting it a bull, with a bullhorn from you the entire time. You need to get on there right now. John Schuster has, I have, everybody have it. Bruno could bet Bruno would be on DraftKings Sportsbook app. That's what a big deal this is. Again, throw down $5 on any NBA game, and if your team wins, you get 150 bucks in free plays. Here's a good idea. Bet the favorite. It's so check it out, DraftKings Sportsbook app. We're going to be back with you tomorrow. Now talking about a little bit of Arizona's margin for error. That's called a tease. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.